Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. Today's episode features Janelle and Mavon Green. Their daughter, Zara, came earthside on her late uncle's birthday after 40 hours of labor into Mavon's arms. We are grateful to hear Janelle and Mavon share their truth today. Hello. Welcome you both to the show. Hello. Thank you for having us. We're happy to be here. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes. So I'm Janelle Smithon, and you will hear Zara <laughs> throughout the recording. Um, but we met in college in 2014 in St. Louis, and um, we're kind of friends. We took a couple classes together and then started dating around 2016. And then when we both graduated grad school, we decided to move to Arizona and to just build our life together in 2018. And then last year we got married um, last summer. And yeah, we currently both work in education. So Mavon's a teacher and a football coach um, at a charter school. And I currently work as a curriculum developer at a university here in um here in Phoenix. So we're just really excited to be here. This is like a dream come true to me. <laughs> um, and to share the birth story of Zara, who you all hear. <laughs> Super geek to hear you say that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like it's a dream come true to us every time somebody shares. Um, so we are so excited to have y'all. Um, tell us about the pregnancy. Let's start there. Yeah. So. Um, Overall, pregnancy for me was pretty, I would say it was pretty wonderful. Um, I loved pretty much all aspects of it. Um, Levon and I, we did a lot of intentional preparation, I would say, before we even started to try to conceive and then while we were trying to conceive. So that included like physically, we changed our diets, we, you know, took some bad things away. We, um, emotionally try to grow grow together um mentally and definitely spiritually um and this is on an individual and partnership level and i think that was really um impactful for us more than what we thought it would have ever been um in our journey and so fortunately for us we were able to conceive pretty quickly um, and, and in, in the time that we wanted. And I say that because we got married last summer. And so we, we our goal was to start trying to conceive at the top of the year, last year, and um, which would be 2021. And so that's when we're like, okay, we're gonna like start trying and then hopefully like we're pregnant by the wedding and then things are kind of like, that's just how it happens. And um, so we started a, try it we tried to conceive and we found out on a Sunday in April that we were pregnant and um it was really exciting it was perfect timing because um when I look at our app or my app the app that I use to track my cycle and you know the pregnancy um it was perfect timing because it said that I would enter the second trimester on the day that we got married so I was like oh perfect like that's perfect timing like I'll probably feel better. Like it's such a good time to to tell people. So 
we decided then that we were just going to keep it a surprise and we, were, we weren't going to tell our family until at the wedding. Like we were going to surprise them then. So we decided um, just to tell my sister and his brother because they at least knew that we were trying to conceive. And well, I guess our whole family kind of knew that we were trying to conceive, but they just, we weren't keeping them like too much into detail of like, oh, I got my period this month or whatever. But, um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but we did tell um, his brother and my sister almost right away. And so we were like, we're pregnant, blah, blah. We're keeping it a secret. So don't say anything. And they were very quiet. They didn't say anything and they were very supportive and, and excited. Um, so the first trimester for me was um, a bit of an adjustment um, just because when I found out I was pregnant, I found out I was pregnant on a Sunday and like that Tuesday I started feeling sick. So I was like, whoa, like technically I've been pregnant for like a, a whole month and I, I literally haven't felt anything and then I find out I'm pregnant and now I feel sick. So it became really real to me once I took my vitamins one morning and then threw up like immediately. I was like, okay, this is, this is real. Um, my vitamins kind of became a very huge challenge for me in the beginning. Um, we're vegan, which we'll kind of get into in a, in a little bit. Um, but I had switched up all my vitamins to be like plant-based and, you know, I was taking all these ones and I was pretty like religiously like taking them like no issue. And then it's like, once I got pregnant or at least found out I was pregnant, it became an issue. Like they were just so hard to take. And it was something that I was um, kind of battling with throughout that first trimester. So um, eventually after our wedding, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Found different vitamins and it was a lot better. But um, that was my initial like, okay, like I'm pregnant. I could feel it. The other thing was that I just felt very depleted, like energy wise. I was, I'm usually a very physically active person. And so um, there were times that I just like couldn't be physically active. And I just felt like, I honestly felt like lazy sometimes. Like I'm very like um, active, like working out wise, but also like in my home, like I, clean up things and I like to organize and all this stuff and I just like wasn't doing that and so um that was really something that my laziness is really something that I had to like redefine um and luckily one of our midwives told me at like one of our first appointments like this is going to be an adjustment and you know you're going to be tired your body is changing it's adjusting like you have to give yourself grace you know, if all you can do right now, if somebody asks you like what you did today and you say, I went to work and I came back, like that's good enough. You know, like you're doing a lot of work right now. You can't see it, but it's happening. And so that was pretty, it, it was something that someone like me needed to hear because I just needed that like validation of like, you're not lazy. You're something's happening on the inside. You're creating a baby. And even though you can't see it happening, like it is, and so chill out on yourself. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Um, and so, yeah, it was just something that I really need. To, I really needed to hear. And I think after that, it was helpful for me as a reminder um, to just kind of give myself grace. And those days that I that I had energy, even if it was just moments in a day, like in the morning, or if I was blessed to have a full day of energy, I really took 
full advantage of it um, because I liked that feeling and I felt like a superwoman being able to do all the things I wanted to do even while I was, you know, making a baby on the inside. Um, so that was another thing for me was just feeling depleted. Um, the other thing was food and water, which I know is a challenge for a lot of people. Um, I did, I mentioned that we're vegan. And so that was definitely, um, something that was brought up at, with our midwives, because I think with, with vegans in general, there's like kind of a misconception or just a thought that like, are you getting all your nutrients? How? Like, are you getting all your protein? What about all your vitamins? Like, you must be lacking somewhere. And um, so that was, you know, concerns that they that they brought up to us. And we, again, we're, we're pretty intentional. So we felt like we were eating really good and had transitioned into this into this lifestyle fairly well. Um, and so luckily, with my blood tests that they that they did, all things came back great and that I wasn't lacking in anything. And so they were very, um, they felt very great about that. And so did I, cause it was kind of like a, um, an evaluation for both of us in a way, like, okay, it seems like we're doing good on the inside, you know, um, with, with what we're putting in our bodies, which is really important to us. And I knew, okay, I'm getting my nutrients, which means the baby's getting what they need for me too. Um, the other thing was water. So I was someone who went from drinking like three liters of water a day easy to barely being able to drink one. It was like water to me was disgusting. Like I would feel nauseous drinking it. It's not he's someone he can wake up and just drink guzzle down a bottle of water and feel great. I cannot do that until I eat something add on being pregnant to that, I definitely can't do it until I am able to even consume something. So that was really hard for me too, because, you know, I had to drink water to stay hydrated, but I felt so nauseous. And then I was trying to eat, but I couldn't eat all that I wanted to eat. So it was just like trying to find this weird balance of like, still fueling my body for what it needed to do. Um, so there was a point where I found like, you know, these big, these vegan chicken patties that we like, I would eat those like all the time, you know, for like two weeks. And then I found like this hummus and crackers, these specific crackers. I was like, this is what I want to eat for two weeks. And then some, I used to make dinner every day. Then I kind of stopped making dinner every day because I, my appetite was weird and I just didn't have the energy. But then if I found something that I liked, I would make it the next day, <laughs> you know, so I'd make it twice. And so thankfully, um, you know, Levon was very flexible in eating what I ate too, um, you know, and um, going down that food journey with me because um, it was really weird. You know, sandwiches, I, I couldn't eat a sandwich at all, I think, until the, the third trimester. It was just gross to me. It, you know, the smell of the oven made me, you know, want to gag. It was so weird. So I just kind of had to find that that balance but again once I did like and those times where I felt like oh I can eat I ate <laughs> so um those were those were really really good moments because other times it was really frustrating because I love food we love food and so it sucked not being able to eat when or how I wanted to or as fast as I wanted to it was it was um it was tough 
Um, and then the last thing that I kind of wanted to touch on for like my first trimester was just dealing with insurance. I know a lot of people, um, you know, have to go through their insurance to cover their medical costs. And just to kind of sum it up, make a long story short, you know, I don't believe that insurance companies understand the difference between a freestanding birth center versus what they deem to be a birth center in their hospital. And so that was a battle that I was having with my insurance company. Um, my Technically, my our birthing center was out of network for me, which was fine. But I was trying to get um, what they call like a gap exception to pay half of what I would have had to pay, which was a significant difference um, in amount. And so um, I, the birth center was able to submit the um, gap exception um, on my behalf to my insurance. They wrote this really nice letter, you know, like had studies in there. And then they were like, it'll also be good if you send a letter too. So I wrote a letter too. I was like, you know, this is my first pregnancy. This is my first baby. Like all the studies and everything that I see as being a woman of color, you know, even with my husband, like this is the safest option for me. And you guys are putting me in between a rock and a hard place of choosing between, you know, something that is safer for me versus something that's not safe for me. You're, what you're calling a, a birth center in your hospital is not the kind of care that I'm trying to seek. It's not the same, you know, so like you can't equate it. And so I did, I sent the letter, I called, I talked to a representative. Um, it was denied initially and I sent, you know, um, I tried to challenge it, but unfortunately um, it was denied ultimately. And that meant that we had to pay double <laughs> out of pocket um, and it, again, it was, it was, it was significant. It was thousands of dollars more. Um, and so that was, um, really challenging in the beginning because I, I just really thought that like, if I advocated for myself and for us, um, that it would work, I, you know, I was like, there's no way, like I have evidence, I have proof. Um, you know, I'm, I'm asking to pay at full price just at this level, not this level, you know, and they were just like, no. So I was just, I was like, whatever. Um, but ultimately, I am looking back and just thankful that we were in a position to be able to stick with what we wanted. Um, because I just, again, I just know that's a really tough decision for a lot of people. And I think if, if people could... Uh, have access to the kind of care that we had access to without that financial burden um, that comes with it, that a lot of people would probably choose it more, you know, probably. So that was something that, um, that I definitely wanted to hit on because it was a challenge and I definitely went through like weeks of trying to advocate and get it. So, yeah. Um, so we got married. Um, June 18th in Maui, um, started the second trimester, and we successfully surprised our family on, on the day of our wedding, um, that during the ceremony that we were pregnant and that we were expecting. So it was, um, a really, really, uh, yeah, beautiful experience. And just like a moment, I think all of us will just cherish forever. We have it on video and, um, pictures and stuff. So you know, now we're like, Z was there, like she was, she was there with us, you know? Um, so
So it's just, that's just a moment that um, it like came to life, you know, because we knew it the day that we got pregnant or that we found out we were pregnant, like that's what we saw. And then it, and then it happened. So it was really cool. But um, the second trimester overall was such a turning point. It was like, I don't know. I described it as like just being like a light. It was such a light for me. Um, just because I really felt like I had a handle on all of the annoying symptoms from the beginning, you know, um, the nausea, the, my vitamins, I mentioned that I finally got rid of all those other vitamins and found one pill that I could take that did everything I needed it to do. And that was, it was life, it was life changing. Um, Cause those vitamins were tearing me up. I'm not even gonna lie. Um, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just really felt like I had a handle on things and I felt uh, like I was kind of back physically. I was doing what I wanted to do. Um, and which again, made me feel more like a super, super woman. I was doing all the things around the house again. I was cooking again. I was all over him again. Like it was just, it was just fun. It was just a lot better, a lot more energy. Um, and that summer we had our anatomy scan, um, which was also really cool. Um, and it's cool because we, I don't think I mentioned this, but we wanted the gender to be a surprise. So we didn't know what we were having. And so the, um, so once we were able to do the anatomy scan, we sent those pictures, you know, to our family and stuff. And then of course, everybody's like, I know exactly what you're having, blah, blah. Um, and we were just like, okay, like, sure, you think you do, but you really don't. Um, but that was really cool because we hadn't seen the baby since, like, our first appointment. And at our mid at our midwife's office, they have, like, this – they don't do ultrasounds regularly there. And they had this old, like, laptop-looking thing. They had, like, push a button to turn on, you know, the ultrasound machine. So that's how we saw the baby the first time, which was – it was perfect. It was enough. But this one was, like, way more detailed, and it was super cool. So, um, so yeah, and it was just really nice to have those pictures and to start like seeing the baby, seeing them actually grow because I took a lot of pictures throughout my pregnancy and videos. Um, but I, at that point, I think based on like my body, if you didn't know that I was pregnant, you wouldn't, or yeah, if you didn't know that I was pregnant, you couldn't, you just couldn't tell. Um, and so, you know, that was just it was nice just like seeing the baby and being able to feel them. And, you know, um, that was just really nice to feel at the end of the summer and, you know, in that second trimester. Um, at this point we were meeting with our midwives kind of like once a month still. And I pretty much loved like every appointment. I don't, I'm, I was trying to think of like an appointment that I didn't really enjoy, but I pretty much loved everyone. Like each time I left, I felt really good about our choice to go down that route of care. I was just like, thank God. Like I did my research. We did our research. We went to a consultation before we even got pregnant. And like, we chose this, we chose this place and it's doing good for us. Um, I just really wanted a place that not only focused on me, but that focused on my family. Um, and that included my partner, you know, I had listened to so many stories before about, and just like in readings and in general, the partner really isn't, um, talked about a lot. And I just wanted Levon to feel included. Like he was a part of this 
decision that we made and he wanted to be a part of it. And so I didn't want him to feel like he was just an add on or just like somebody behind the scenes, you know, like he was very active and wanted to be right there. And so I wanted them to recognize that and to understand like he has concerns and thoughts too. Like, can you hear him? And they did, which, which was really, really, really cool. You know, um, all the questions and stuff that we had, no matter how silly or how like, you know, just random they might've been, they answered them. And all of our appointments were probably like 45 minutes or longer. Like there's a lot of, you know, um, funny, they're supposed to be funny memes or videos about, you know, your, your prenatal appointments being like so quick, you know, your weight being longer than your actual appointment. And that's not the case. That wasn't the case for us. Um, you know, we did have a wait time, but then we got in, we talked to our midwife for a little bit, we catched up and then we had our, um, you know, we checked our vitals and stuff. And then we talked afterwards, you know, so it was, they were very thoughtful appointments and I felt like they were very personalized. And I just really appreciated that. Um, because especially with like the vitals, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to check your weight. We're going to check your blood pressure and all that. And I, um, my weight is something that I haven't kept, kept track of in a long time. Like I didn't do, I didn't do scales. And so I told them, at like in the beginning, like you can track my weight, but just don't tell me what it is unless you think there's some concern. Like, even if you do like tell me on, you don't have to tell me, I don't want to know how much I weigh. I don't base my health off of that. So, you know, um, don't tell me. <laughs> and they honored that at every appointment. They were like, okay, like let's check your weight, you know? And we, we went through, I think like a rotation of three, of three midwives and each one was like, okay, you don't want us to tell your weight. Okay, let's check your weight. Perfect. On to the next thing. You know, they just didn't, um, they didn't fail in, in that, you know, um, which was something that felt really liberating to me because I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't care about like that I gained four pounds since the last time, since the last time I saw you. I didn't care. I just didn't care. And I didn't want that to be like at the center of, of my of our appointments you know because weight can be such a sensitive topic for people and I think because it was my first pregnancy too I didn't know how my body was going to respond this was all new for me and I just didn't want that added level of pressure um with like okay well you know you're growing you know two pounds this month that's great you know like I just want them to be like yay or nay <laughs> you know and if it's nay, like, what do you need me to do? Um, but they, the point is, is that they really, they honored that. And I felt very appreciative of it. Um, I think there was maybe one time towards the end that one of them accidentally slipped the weight number. And Mavon was like, Ooh, don't say that. Like, <laughs> she doesn't want to know. Um, so, you know, it was nice having him there too all the time because he was able to advocate for me in that moment and be like, wait, she doesn't want to know. Remember? Um, you know, so, so that was really, really nice. I just felt like our care again was really personalized and it just felt really comfy being in that, in that space, you know, it was a nice like house, you know, set up with offices in it and it was just cool. So, yeah.
Um, the third trimester was also really great for me. Um, there was one little snag and that was like at the start of it, like 28, 29 weeks when I got COVID. Um, and so I got COVID and I lost my sense. I knew because I lost my sense of smell and taste. Um, and then I tested positive. And so I felt like extra depleted energy wise, again, lost my senses, but overall I didn't get too sick, which I was really thankful for. I didn't like my oxygen levels weren't like super low or anything like that. Um, I was still able to kind of like be a little active outside, which was really helpful. Um, but I did have feelings of guilt at some point when I did have COVID. I remember us sitting in, in Zara's room, what ended up being Zara's room. Um, and just kind of talking through what I was feeling at that moment, because I felt guilty. I was just like, I'm trying, I've tried everything to, you know, stay safe. I'm wearing masks. I'm trying to avoid people as much as I can. And I still got it. Like, how did I get it? And he didn't get it. I was like, how did you not get it? Like, <laughs> and he didn't get it. He hasn't gotten it at all. So I was just like, dang, like, what did I do? Like, and so, and I didn't know it was, you know, COVID was still, new and especially like with pregnant people was still kind of like this thing I was not vaccinated and, and was not planning on getting vaccinated either so um you know I just I just kind of felt a sense of guilt um because I thought I had done my best to keep me safe and and our baby safe and so I kind of felt like a little bit of a failure but I got over that um when my mid the, I called the midwives I told them and they were like overly concerned they were just like okay like how are you feeling told them how I was feeling and then they suggested that I take um I think it was just like a baby aspirin once a day because I think at that point studies were showing that the placenta in women who had COVID was like um like looking more like dried up or was more aged looking than, than it was in women who didn't have COVID. And so um, they were just, they, I guess they were hoping that that would prevent that, that process if that was something that was naturally happening since I had COVID. But then the good thing was that like, well, you have COVID and your baby will be protected with like antibodies. At least they, that's what they think. So, you know, um, we got past that. And um, I or we limited my exposure to other people so I wouldn't get it, get it again. I mean, I still had to go to work. And so um, I remember sending out an email like, hey, I had COVID. I don't want any of you coming in my office. Don't come in. Like, if you need something, email me. I will not be coming out of my office. Like, it's nice to see you all, but I don't want to see you. <laughs> so... You know, I'm literally going from point A to point B and that's it because I don't want to get COVID any again or later, you know, that could potentially impact, you know, labor and delivery. I just didn't want that. So we did all that we could to kind of protect me from exposure the best that we could. Um, and so, yeah. And so I was still very active once COVID went away, eating really good. I was starting to finally grow. Levon stopped asking when she was going to, you know, every time we went, he's like, so when is she going to like pop? <laughs> like, when is she going to like get bigger? Because um, I, because I really didn't start showing till like, by like 28-ish weeks. And uh, we always had like a joke. 
he would always be like, you're going to be like this big. And I would be like, like, stop. <laughs> and then I wasn't. And so in the midwives would be like, she's perfect. Like she's perfect size. There's no concerns. Baby, baby is great size. Like, you know, it's her first baby. Her muscles are just really good. And they're just laying there doing what they need to do. But eventually they're going to spread, <laughs> you know, eventually you're not going to be able to hide it, you know? So it was, it was nice. Cause at that moment, like I was popping and those pictures, you know, of when I thought I was showing to when I actually really was showing. It's funny to look back at those. Um, but yeah, so in the third trimester, I also attended um, what they call a mother's blessing ceremony um, that was put on by our birth center, which was really special. Um, it was with other pregnant ladies do around the same time. So we just shared our stories, um, which is cool because we were all kind of at different journeys uh, on different journeys and different points of our lives and um we wrote down different affirmations that we wanted and um yeah that was a really a really nice um ceremony and i just remember you know them saying you're meant to be this baby's mom like nobody else is meant to be your baby your baby's mom like it's you and they gave us like a little tea light that I still have. I keep it on my dresser. It's dead. But, you know, it's just to symbolize that like there were other people going through the other women going through the journey, too. Um, and so I just really I really liked that. It was really a really nice experience. Um, and then we also went attended like a, I think it was five weeks um, like a yeah a virtual like comprehensive childbirth course uh through our through our birth center too um and that was really fun i think for mavon and i we were both educators in our own way and so being like students of of this childbirth class was fun you know we we were really engaged with the activities and you know engaging with other couples and you know trying the different laboring positions and just like all this stuff so it was a really fun experience doing that too and learning and learning more um, about prepping for labor once it comes and and yeah and so I would say like around um, Thanksgiving time is when we really started to kind of like prep prep for for baby to physically be here um, and so you know that along with talking about like you know, what, what do we do when labor begins? What about when active labor hits? You know, what does postpartum look like? Those are all things that we talked about in that, in that class too, which was during that time. Um, we started prepping our baby clothes. We got our car seat together. Um, you can see Z, she's in a cloth diaper. We decided that we wanted a cloth diaper from the start. So we prepped all of our cloth diapers. And I think it was Thanksgiving night that we were practicing, like putting them on our hands you know, like to button them correctly. So, cause that was all new for us, you know, it was something completely different than like anybody in, in either of our families did. And like, it was just different. And, but we were both like, we want to do it this way. So like, let's, let's do it. Um, and so, yeah, we met with, um, a, a midwife at our birthing center this was probably one of my favorite appointments because it was to talk about breastfeeding and kind of what our expectations were for care after after the baby was born. And so we talked about the fact that yes, I we wanted I wanted to breastfeed. 
Um, we talked about kind of like what that would look like. We talked about um, we talked about sleep, um, sleep expectations, and this is another thing that I again I really appreciated about the birth center is that in the examples it wasn't it wasn't just about me. Like obviously, yeah, a lot of things are centered around me. I'm birthing our baby, but also a lot of things are really going to impact on too. And so one of those things that we talked about was sleep because he was going to have to go back to work quicker than I was. And so, you know, he was a principal at the time. And so, um, you know, she was like, you know, for Mavon, like he needs to sleep to go, to go to work. So, you know, how are we going to make sure that he gets his sleep? So he's able to get up, go to work, like, what does he need to do to feel good about starting his day? And for him, it was working out in the morning. It was doing his usual routine. He wanted to try to keep that. So it was figuring out how we could still, he could still do that now that we had this new addition in, in our, in our lives. And so I just really appreciated like her specifically saying like, Mavon, like, how are we going to make sure that you're good too? Um, because for, I think for both of us, it's like, if one's not good, then the other, like, we got it, like, we just feel each other. So we have to make sure that, like, we're, we're both feeling good. And so that was something that I really appreciated. We talked about, um, about care, because it's just, we moved out here by ourselves. We don't have family out here. So we don't have, like, that um, that physical support here. Uh, we talked to our, our families pretty regularly, but um, they weren't physically going to be here for like period, like a long period of time. So it was like, okay, well, what does that look like then? If it's just going to be you two, how are you going to handle taking the dog out when Mavon goes to work? How are, you know, it was just like those practical things that uh, we had to talk through and kind of get an idea on what that, what that looked like and what those expectations looked like. Um, so that was probably one of my favorite appointments just because it was really, again, just really personalized and it just made a lot of sense at the time to, to go over all of that. Um, and then one of the, the last things that we did in, in that third trimester was we met with a spiritual doula, um, who happened to be one of my old campus ministers who is now like just a really good friend of mine. Um, and she agreed to be, a, um, a spiritual doula for, for us and as a gift. And I was so happy about that because I mentioned earlier, like we intentionally worked on our spirituality before even going on this journey of trying to conceive. And then it was a really big part of our whole pregnancy journey. And so she was really helpful in, um, just aligning our spirituality with what with our pregnancy and then what labor was going to be and birth and then after and so it really brought me a lot of peace and because we also just talked about the different decisions that we're making you know we're going to a birth center that's weird to a lot of people like it's not normal you know we're going to be cloth diapering that's also something that's kind of like old school or whatever but people do it you know we you know, we're pretty simplistic <laughs> a little bit. And so like, we just weren't, we just weren't into like getting all the things like, and so it was just nice to kind of talk to her too about like, 
you know, all your baby needs is you, Janelle, move on. Like, that's all your baby needs is your love. Like, you know, and you're already giving them that. You're giving them so much of that. That's what brought them here. Like, and so I just loved having her um, validate that for us. Um, and so she also um, brought in prayer into those sessions and prayer was a big, is still a big part of our lives. And so we always ended ended in prayer together which was which was really nice and so I feel like I feel like by the time we the last time we met with her and we ended the birthing class and we did all the things I think we both just felt like really calm and just ready to meet our baby we were just like okay like we've done all the things that we you know needed to do that we think we needed to do we feel good together we feel good like about the baby you know um yeah I think that that's that's kind of how we ended our third trimester so yeah so many great things <laughs> so many great things um for people to take away from that I think it's kind of been a um a really wonderful theme in our last uh, couple of storytellers um from our our break as we've gotten back into the studio of really um care providers and this intentionality of including partners and we say it all the time mm -hmm. how <clears throat> this a baby coming into a family as a full family transition and right a lot of work is done by the birthing parent but it's a it's a transformation for everyone so making sure care providers allow space for partners and support people to feel a part of the process because it's happening to them um, so yeah. that they can have they can discuss their fears their thoughts um you both, just the way that you've described, are very intentional about the decisions that you make. So, of course, um, within that, you've had discussions about how you want want things to look. But I love um, the visit that your midwife had about, prior, like, specifically talking about sleep, because sleep deprivation is real. Um, <laughs> but how that affects both of you, right? In order for Mavon to show up, he has to be able to fill his cup as well. So being able to have you both think about how do we make sure that aligns so that he can be his best self to support me and my healing and our baby together. I just, I absolutely love that that was an actual like discussion between yeah. your midwife and you both. Like, I want to include that in my care with, with uh, clients now. So <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, keeping in line with that theme of what you're saying too, Laurel, is the first thing that I wrote down, I'm always taking notes while people are talking, um, was we. You immediately started out with, we changed our diets. We started working towards this lifestyle we wanted. And it wasn't just, oh, you're pregnant or you're going to be pregnant. So I need to fix, you know, work on my body and do all these things that it was a joint effort. And I think that something we don't talk about because there's also not enough research about is the effects of the partner's health on a pregnancy. Um, because anytime there's something wrong, they're just like, well, what's going on with her body, right? It is never about, you know, what, what came into her body because we're receivers, okay? And so <laughs> that has a, a role in how the pregnancy plays out and how, I mean, 
we can get down to it if you want to talk about it but like the placenta comes from the male dna like that's what starts to create it and so when we talk about people having different issues with their placenta during pregnancy it's often like oh her placenta is aging no their placenta is aging okay (laughs) this is a joint effort and i think wherever they need to get the money from they need to go ahead and do it so we can stop just pointing fingers at the birthing person it's not to point the finger at the partner but it's saying that it's a whole thing it's a more holistic thing that you are creating a child it's not just my body that's a part of that and I think that helped contribute to the fact that you two were both on this journey together and then you created a baby shortly after you've already set your intention because you prepared both bodies to do it. Yeah. Mavon, what was going on for you in all of this? I mean, what were some of your feelings and thoughts throughout one finding out you're going to be a dad, right? <laughs> um, I just wanted to be right. Um, I think for me, I was going through a career transition. I just got promoted to principal slot so I was uh, getting geared up for that and um, I just wanted to be there for her I mean that was really my my MO um, but I mean honestly I, I was excited um, I was nervous I didn't want to mess up and I prayed that she would be born on the same day as my brother uh, who, who passed away his birthday so you know God works in mysterious ways and, and I was able to really see that it's it's emotional when I talk about it because it's a lot of passion that goes into it. But um, yeah, we we we're grateful, we're blessed, and also the name Zara comes from the Book of Genesis. Uh, during this time, I was uh, I was doing my book, my, my studying in, in the Bible, and um, I came across that name. So we uh we're we're, we're blessed, hundred percent. Good question. The <laughs> Like the like all the universe just uh, I can't even talk. I just got it's just a lot. <laughs> and we haven't even gotten into the birth yet. I know, um. right? <laughs> I am a big believer in it's not necessarily a reincarnation, but it's more of a um this continuation of our families and sources. Like not to center myself, but every time I've been pregnant, it someone in my family passes. And it's just like this, it fits for me. Like it's just this continuation of your family and like having that connection with like your brother and your daughter. That's just, it's a beautiful thing. And it's one of those things that it almost, it heals the memory, right? It kind of just, it kind of puts a, it just heals it, right? Hmm. Not that it goes away. It just, it lets it heal, you know? Yeah, I'm working. Y'all working on me right now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I have a brother that passed too. And so I'm just like, I get it. I do. Relate. Yeah, I can relate. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Let's get to this birth. Let's let's hop in it. Let's get to this birth. How did this go down for y'all? <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, obviously by now, you know, we we did a lot of prep um prior to birth and we we really checked in with each other a lot um especially in that last last like two months when our appointments started creeping up you know we go you start going more often um 
probably before and after each appointment, we would be like, okay, how are you feeling? Like, are there any questions or concerns? Like any, anything lingering that we need to kind of get out? Um, or like, what are we excited about? Um, you know, we were just really kind of just checking in with one another to, um, just to make sure that we were all, we were all on the same page, even the baby, like, you know, um, just wanting to make sure that to me, I just wanted both of us to feel comfortable. I wanted us both to feel safe. I wanted us both to feel like we knew what we were doing. Like we, like we got this, you know? Um, and so those check-ins with each other, um, leading up to birth were, were really, um, essential and, you know, even starting to really think about, okay, who is this baby? You know, cause we didn't know the gender. So we were like, who are, who are they? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? And then again, as far as their birth date, you know, we decided like, this is what we want. And it's, you know, Mavon's brother's birthday. My birthday is November 22nd. So it'd be a month after mine. My grandma's birthday is on the 22nd and a different month, but you know, it was just, it was just special. And so, you know, if it could be that day, we were like, let it be that day. Um, so, you know, we finally got to tour the birthing center and there was two rooms that we could choose from. Um, they, there was one room that was like all light and airy and it had like a jetty tub and stuff like that. And there was another room that was more den like it was brown and like dark and it had like a standing tub. And so when we toured the birthing center, it was really cool. We were like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like we're here. Um, and we both were like the brown room, like the den, like that's where it was so weird. Cause I feel like we both like automatically felt like this is the room that we want. And so, um, we were really excited once, once we toured the birth center I and mean, we were like, cool, like, let's do it. We started, you know, uh, once we got closer, they were like, okay, you're on our list. Like we know that we'll be possibly hearing from you within the next like couple of weeks um if not just keep coming to your appointments every week and if you don't have any concerns like we're good to go so we were like okay cool you know and you know start thinking about who you want to be who you want to be there um which at this point was just going to be uh, myself and Mavon. but we had decided to invite my mom into into that space too um before we just talked about any concerns that she had, because again, it was something different being in a birthing center. And I personally just didn't want um, any extra senses of concerned energy or, you know, overstepping of boundaries when it came to who's making decisions and stuff like that. And so I just wanted to make sure that she really felt comfortable being there and just being supportive and she said yes like I, I am and I was like okay like because if you're not like can't <laughs> you know and she said I am and so we were like okay cool um so it was gonna be us three plus plus our midwife and you know we were just following the advice of of our midwife and our spiritual doula to just have fun just relax just you know, just enjoy these last few moments just with each other and go on dates, like kiss, like make out, you know, have sex, like, you know, just, just enjoy each other's presence. Like, um, and they were really like, you know, on the making out and like, uh, and having sex, they're like, 
what what got baby there will get baby out. <laughs> so you know, just I think I think uh, our spiritual doula and the midwife said it multiple times. We're like, okay, got it. Like you know, say less. Like we're on it. So um, you know, so yeah. So our due date was December eighteenth. Um, and that week we met with our midwives and they had a little like crowning ceremony for us. They like literally gave me like a crown to put on just to encourage crowning um, and celebrating us for making it to to 40 weeks. Um, and so but there were no signs of me like going into labor. So they were just like, OK, cool. Like, no worries. See you next week. Like, cool. Um, so my parents flew in that weekend um, and they were going to leave. I think the day after Christmas. So we were just like, hopefully the baby comes between now and Christmas. Um, and so by that Monday, which was the 20th, um, I could tell that the baby had dropped because, um, you know, my stomach was a little bit lower. I had mentioned earlier that I had heartburn towards the end, which was so annoying, but I could feel a little relief on my stomach and um, could sleep just like a little bit better. Um, and so, I was like, okay, the baby's dropping. They're a little lower. Cool. Uh, and I remember that night I had made us like a stir fry and I remember eating it and I didn't, I wasn't like in love with it. <laughs> like I was eating it, but I was just kind of like, eh, you know, we're just here. It was me, LaVon and, and my parents just like hanging out. And I remember going to the bathroom and coming out and saying, I think I lost some of my, mu my mucus plug. Um, I was taking a picture of it, I showed it, and I was like, okay, cool, like, you know, my mom's like, okay, baby, like, let's go, and, you know, they're just like, you know, so excited for the baby to get here, and so my parents leave, and then that night, we did what the midwives and our spiritual doula told us to do, <laughs> and, and we made love that night, and it was late, it was late that night. And I remember afterwards, like immediately feeling something. And so I go to the bathroom and I'm like, let me just like take a shower. So I took a shower and I remember in the shower feeling another something. And I'm like, these are contractions. Like I'm having contractions. And I was having Braxton Hicks like here and there, um, but not like regularly. They were coming, but this was different. I felt like this was different. So, um, I took a shower, got out of the shower, and they were still happening. And this is like when it was like 1 a.m. of the 21st of December. And so um, I'm like, okay, well, I can do one of two things. Like I can stay up and like see how this works or I can try to go to sleep. And so I tried doing what everybody says to do, which is just to rest. Um, I let Mavon sleep. I went to, to the living room on the couch and... I was just like, oh my gosh, like these are, they're coming, like they're regular. And so I started like practicing my breathing and stuff, just trying to implement all the things that, you know, we had prepped about, um, trying to get rest. It was like the middle of the night. And um, I started tracking it too on the, on the app. And of course the app is like, go to the hospital now, like <laughs> it's time to go. And I was like, no, that's not the case. Like, we don't have to go. We don't have to go yet. Like we know when to go because the midwife said, said, and I think this is true even for like hospital births that a lot of times first time parents, they go too early, you know, or, and then they have to go back. And, and so we didn't want that to happen. 
so I knew like, no, we don't have to go yet, but I'm still going to keep like tracking, you know, my contraction. So I was eventually Mavon came out of the room and realized I was not there. And I was like, I think I'm in labor. Like, I think, you know, I've been having contractions since like one, At this point it's probably like two or three. Um, and so I was like, you know, you can go back to sleep. I'm going to try to just like chill out here. It was nice and dark and stuff. Which I kind of, looking back on it, I really liked that it was in the middle of the night because it was really quiet outside. It was just, it was nice. And it was December here in Arizona. It was not too, like, cold. It was, like, a nice, like, cool air. So it was just a nice, like, setting. Um, and so we both kind of, I don't know if I fell asleep, but we were chilling on the couch. And then eventually he um, he went back to sleep. And so I was like, okay, kept tracking him. Still, there was no break in the contractions. They were happening, but it wasn't to the point where I had to, like, stop what I was doing necessarily. I mean, I wasn't doing anything. I was just relaxing. But, like, I had to – I was starting to, like, intentionally, like, breathe through it. Like, I wasn't – I wasn't – I was practicing, like, not, like, holding my breath and stuff like that. Um, and so eventually, I don't know, it was probably like five or something. I texted my sister who lives in Florida. So she's like hours ahead of me, of us. And I was like, pretty sure I'm in labor. Like, don't freak out. I've been in labor since 1am our time. Um, haven't told mom yet. So don't tell her, (laughs) um, you know, but like, I think, I think this is happening. And so she's like, oh my gosh. Okay. Like, you know, just keep me updated, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay probably like an hour later, my mom texts me, Hey, we're gonna stop by here, here, here. And then we'll be there. And I said, Okay, like, you know, no worries. But I'm pretty sure I'm in labor. <laughs> um, been having contractions regularly since 1am. And she's like, Okay, we'll be right over. <laughs> and I'm like, Okay. Um, so at that point, Levon's up, you know, we're both up. And he's like, well, I, like, I'm gonna work out. And I'm like, Okay, I'm just gonna clean like the sheets and stuff just do all the random nesting things (laughs) and we're just gonna listen to music so that's what we did we were listening to music and just chilling and I was going through contractions still it's probably like seven or eight in the morning and then my parents come over they're just here like okay cool like you know they're just, they're like here, but not, but they're not trying to like be there, you know, like they're not trying to like interrupt like the space. And so, um, you know, Mavon's like working out, he's playing his game. I'm doing the dishes and like cleaning the laundry. And then I'm like chilling on the couch and, you know, we're just like hanging out. I think I probably ate, try to eat something. Um, and I had a, what's crazy is I had a, a midwife appointment that day. So I told, you know, Vaughn already knew, but I told my mom, like, I have a, an appointment later this afternoon. So, you know, we can just talk to them then, you know, um, but I can call like the midwife on call just to let her know, like, I'm pretty sure I'm in labor right now. And so she was like, okay, yeah, go ahead and like call them and like, you know, see what they say or whatever. So I'm like, okay. So I call the midwife on call and I'm like, hey, like, you know, I have an appointment today, but I just want to let you know, I'm pretty sure I'm in labor. Like I've been having contractions since 1am this morning. They've been pretty consistent. Um, They're to the point where, 
you know, I can still like talk through them, but I, I definitely have to pause a little bit before I go up and do whatever I'm, whatever I'm doing. And so she's like, okay, well, you know, people can be in early labor for days, you know, so still come to your appointment. Um, but if anything changes, call me. And I'm like, okay, fine. Like, say less, you know? So I'm like, nothing to worry about. She said, still go to the appointment. Like, we're good. We're fine. People can be in early labor for days. Like, it's fine. It's our first baby. You don't know, like, you know, how long it's going to take. All these different factors. And so um, we're getting ready for the appointment. By this point, it's probably like one something. Because I think our appointment was in the afternoon, like around two. And I was still having contractions. I was able to take another shower, got myself like together. And um, we were preparing to leave. And my mom was like, do you want to bring a bag? And like, just in case. And I was like, no, like, you know, no, I don't think, I don't think we need to bring the bag. Like we can always just come back and get, and get what we need. Um, You know, like it's no rush. And she's like, are you sure though? Like, you know, kind of implying like, just get a bag. (laughs) And I was like, well, like our bag isn't packed yet. I had pulled out our bag and we pulled out the stuff that we wanted in the bag, but I just didn't pack the bag yet. But the baby's bag had been packed since Thanksgiving. So I was like, okay, like we'll just take the baby bag and the car seats in the, in the car. So, you know, that's what we'll do. So she was like, okay, cool. She takes this last picture of me, like just right, right over here. And we're like, okay, let's go to the, let's go to the birthing center for our appointment. <clears throat> so we go, we're in the car, and as we're driving, I'm still having contractions. Like, they're just very consistent and regular. Um, they had not stopped. And so um, they weren't, like, super terrible. Um, but, again, and especially being in a car, it's not the most comfortable going through contractions. But they were bearable. Um, and so by the time we got to my appointment, you know, we're there and the midwife is like, so how are you doing? How are things going? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I think I'm in labor. Um, you know, I've been up since 1am contracting, um, pretty regularly. Um, you know, and so I, like, I'm here, I feel good. I, you know, I don't have any concerns or anything, but I'm pretty sure I'm in labor. And so as we were like talking about like, okay, well, you know, once it's this time, then we'll check you into the birth center. And this is like what we'll do, blah, 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 blah. We already have your birth plan, X, Y, Z. And as she's talking, I'm going, she sees me go through like probably two contractions. And she's like, okay, I see you working through your contractions. Those are pretty close together. Like here's, here's a couple options. Here's what we can do because we live probably, um, 30 ish minutes away. But at that point we're like in rush hour traffic. So it would have taken longer to get back home. So she's like, since you live like 30 plus minutes away, how do you feel about waiting here for an hour and let's see like how you're feeling Um, If you want, I can check you. I don't have to if you don't want me to, but I can. And um, in an hour, we can see, you know, if there's any progression. If there is, then cool. Like, then you stay. And if there's not, then cool. You can go home. And so I was kind of like, I don't know. Like, (laughs) what do you think? And, you know, I was asking my mom, asking my mom. And my mom's like, I think you should stay. And so 
we ultimately decided like, okay, we'll have her check me. I don't want to know where I'm at, <laughs> you know, but you can check me, tell my mom where, where I'm at. Um, we'll stay for an hour, but Mavon will go home, pack our bag, and we'll let him know if it's time to come back by the time he gets there. So she checks me. I don't know where I'm at, but at the hindsight, I knew, I now know that I was at three centimeters. And so um, then they're like, okay, cool. Like, let's go ahead and wait in the back. So then we're just like waiting in another midwife office, just me and my mom, just chilling, talking. Like she's like randomly recording me and I'm still having contractions and I'm like eating a snack and probably, and Mavon's left to go home to pack our bag. Um, <laughs> and an hour later, she comes in to check me and um, she's like, they're still happening. And I'm like, yes. And um, she checks me again, tells my mom, I don't know where I'm at, but I was at four centimeters. And so she's like, okay, things are progressing. So I think that we should go ahead and check you into the birth center. And so we're like, ooh, okay. So tell Mavon, like, okay, we're going to get checked into the birth center. So he's like, what all should I pack? Like, <laughs> I said, everything's in the crib. Like, just put everything in there and grab some snacks and like, you know, let's go. <laughs> So by the time he gets back to the birth center, like the office, um, it's just like a short walk down the street to the actual birth center, like house. And so we walk together there and, um, you know, everybody's like, yay, like, good luck. And so we, we walk there and my mom takes one last picture of us out, outside, which is a picture I really like and we'll, and we'll probably share with you all, but they have like a laboring mother parking space. So that's the uh, where we took our picture at. And so then we go in and we, and we meet with the midwife who is on call. Um, and yeah, and Mavon shows us, shows me what he brought in, in our bag, which, which was like some clothes, um, a lot of water, um, like a box of snacks and <laughs> he brought us leftovers from like the night before <laughs> for dinner. And so I'm like, okay, like, well, we can eat. He was like starving. So we were like, well, let's eat. <laughs> so we ate, um, we ate the leftovers and we're just chilling in the, in the birthing center living room. And yeah, I mean, we were just going through, going through the contractions. And so I labored um, on the bed. I labored on the little bouncy ball. I labored in the shower. I labored on um, on our chair, on the chair that they had. I changed out of the clothes that I, that I was wearing, um, which this is kind of a tip that I, <laughs> that I don't know if I heard it somewhere, but I actually brought um, lingerie as like my outfit for, for laboring in because I was like, well, I want something that's like comfortable, but also that like, I feel good in and like, um, that'll look good for pictures too. And, um, so it wasn't anything like immaculate, but yeah, I had like a nice, like, um, what should we call it? Like a nice like robe and like this cute little green top or whatever. So that's what I changed into. Um, and I had a swimsuit too. He had his um, his trunks, too, just in case he wanted to get in the water with me. So, you know, we were, like, all prepared in that way. So, um, yeah, so I was just laboring throughout the night. I don't know what time it was, 
Um, but I did get checked again by the midwife probably bef before midnight. Before? Was it before we had taken a nap or after? Before. Okay. So I got checked again. Again, I don't know where I'm at, but I was at five. So cool, progressing. And so, um, so then we're like, well, let's try to sleep a little bit. So we slept a little bit in the bed. My mom was sleeping in the, in the living room. Midwife was there. Um, and yeah, and we slept and then I woke up and started going through having more contractions. And so it was just laboring, um, throughout the night, sleeping somehow throughout that. Um, and then, you know, the midwife told me that the next morning there would be a, a change. Another midwife would come, which so happened to be, um, one of our favorites and, and Levant's favorite for sure midwife. So I was like, cool, like, you know, nice. We're going to have her, yeah, like, we're going to have her here. Um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, so we were just laboring again. Um, I didn't mention I was laboring on the toilet too. I was sitting like backwards on the toilet and that I was having like the strongest contractions there. So that was helpful. Um, so make it to the next morning. And she, the midwife does check me again. And at this point, again, I still don't know where I'm at, but I was still at a five. And so that, so she, she did that to tell the next midwife, you know, where I was at, keep, get her up to speed and things like that. At this point, like I had already been in labor for like 12 hours. So, and like consistently like contractions, like they did not stop. And so, um, so yeah, so I was out of five, didn't know it, but I was still just kind of like cool, chilling, going through things. I had really learned, I think, how to manage the contractions. Um, so, you know, Mavon and my mom were a lot of help and support by rubbing my back or helping me get into a certain position or, you know, just like telling me to breathe and just stuff like that, you know, making sure I was drinking. And, um, yeah, so they were, they were very supportive in that aspect, um, as well. So the next morning comes, I get checked, I'm a five and this is the 22nd of December, the morning. Um, and so apparently, obviously not obvious to me at that point, but, I was still out of five and they were hoping and probably expecting me to be a little further along. And so it was suggested that I like go outside and do some curb walking and just like get outside. It was, it was really nice that day. So we go outside, um, probably around like eight 30 in the morning and I was doing curb walking out, outside, just like, you know, stopping through contractions um, but just doing like a lot of walking. Um, and then my mom comes out and she's walking with us. And now we're walking kind of around the block a little bit. <clears throat> and I kind of get an urge to pee or what I, what I felt like was pee. And so I'm like, I kind of have to pee. <laughs> like, um, should I just go right here? Like we're outside. Like we're I mean, we weren't too far away from the birthing center. I really could have probably even like jogged there, but they were like, just go. And so I was like, okay. So I did. And it was, 
it wasn't like a burst feeling, but it wasn't like a regular pee feeling. And liquid came. And I was like, oh, we think my water just broke here on the curb. So there's a picture of like my foot on the curb and like liquid <laughs> that my mom took. And so we go inside and we tell the midwife assistant like, hey, I think my water just broke um, outside. Are you able to like kind of check to see? And luckily some of it had gotten on my dress. So she was like, yeah, I had this slip, and, you know, this, um, this little piece of paper, I can just put it on here and it'll tell me. And it did confirm that, that my water did indeed break. So we were like, cool, you know, your water broke. Nice progress. And so um, after that, I had decided to labor on the toilet because again, that's where I was having the strongest contractions. Um, and the mid the midwife assistant said, do you want to try the tub? I said, sure. So then I got in the tub, um, around like nine something. And so I'm laboring in there. Um, at this point, Mavon and my mom kind of go to take a nap. Um, not kind of go, they go to take a nap <laughs> and I'm kind of like with myself for a moment, um, kind of for the first time at, at that point, besides when the contractions first started the morning before and I was just kind of like in my head like praying and just kind of focusing on like okay like I'm here like we're gonna have the baby like you know just kind of I think mentally prepping myself for like this is happening um and so after that we go back outside because again it was just like a really beautiful day so we're back outside walking 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 um, what's really cool again about like the birth center is that we were outside, they would just come out and find me and check me, like check, check the baby's heart rate, check mine. And like, I didn't have to do anything, you know, it was very like simple, non-invasive, um, which I really appreciated. And so, um, she was checking me. They had like this cute little like, uh, patio on the back and, um, we were sitting out there, you know, just talking. We were laughing. I don't know what we were doing, but we were just, we were chilling. And then we decided um, to order lunch because it had been since Mavon brought us leftovers <laughs> and we had just been snacking ever since then um, and, you know, staying hydrated and stuff. We hadn't had like a full meal. So we were like, let's order something. So we ordered these impossible burgers and fries and like something else. And as we're sitting outside, kind of just like waiting for our food to come, the midwife assistant is still checking me and she hears a deceleration in the baby's heartbeat. And so she's like, okay. And I kind of heard it too, but it went right back up. So I didn't like freak out or anything, but she was like, okay, like, you know, I hear, I hear, I heard a deceleration. So I'm going to, tell the midwife um she'll probably just want us to check you a little bit more regularly but nothing to like freak out about like you order your food eat it like you're good keep chilling out here so I'm like okay so um the midwife comes over and she's like okay like I heard that there is um a d-cell you know baby's heart rate I just want to I just want to hear for myself and I'm like okay so she hears even through a couple contractions baby sounds good um, she doesn't hear anything. And then she hears one, but then it goes right back up. And so she's like, okay, like, you know, it sounds good, but I, but I hear what this, what the midwife assistant heard. And I'm like, yeah, I heard it too. Um, you know, but it went right back up. Right. So like, you know, that's a good thing. 
Um, and so again, she's not like worried or anything. She's just like, go ahead and eat your foods here. I think actually go ahead and eat. And then like, we'll talk after. And I'm like, okay. So then we eat and <laughs> that meal was probably one of the best meals I ever had in my life. It was, it's really funny because they were taking pictures of us, you know, throughout. And there's a picture of me, my mom, Levon, each just like digging into our food. We look so happy, just like eating. And so, so we eat. And then, um, you know, I think my mom decided to talk to the midwife about my progression on her own because I was like, I don't want to know anything extra until like you think I need to know. Like, if you're not concerned, I don't want to hear it. I'm just going through the motions, you know, I'm just doing what I need to do. And so we decided, Levon and I decided to just go walk. So we were walking after eating. My mom talks to the midwife. She comes back out and she's like, um, at this point, it's probably like 2 p.m. So it's been like 24 hours that we've been at the birth center. And they're not like, you have to be out in 48 hours. They aren't like that. There's like no pressure of time. But you know, just to give perspective, like we had been there for about 24 hours at that point. And so um, my so I'm like talking to Mavon, like, you know, am I doing good? Like, you know, are things okay? Like, is there you think there's anything I should be doing? He's like, you're doing awesome. Like, you're doing great. You know, you're handling it, handling it like a G like you got it. Like, we're, you know, we're gonna meet our baby soon and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but I wonder, and I kind of then I had a sense, like, I wonder like what my mom is talking to the midwife about. And so then my mom comes out and she, I'm like, am I doing okay? She's like, you're doing great. Like, you know, but now we're on a little bit of a clock because your water broke, you know, um, she, you know, the midwife doesn't want to check you so much right now because, you know, your water broke, there's like risk of infection, all that stuff, you know? So, and I was like, okay you know, like, I'm cool. And she's like, yeah, she's like, um, so she's just like, you know, we're on a little bit of a clock now. So we have to, you know, just keep telling the baby to come. Like, let's just keep encouraging the baby to come, keep walking, keep doing what you're doing. And I just kind of cried. <laughs> then uh, we were outside because I was just, I think that's the first time I kind of felt a little bit of like, uh oh, like, yeah, a little discouraged and kind of like, uh oh, this is not going exactly like how how we planned. Like there's a little bit of a, of a concern I'm starting to feel um, or sense, I should say, because uh, I was never feeling it, but there was a sense of it around me. And so, um, you know, I would I was just saying, and so I remember. I think my mom started crying too, <laughs> and I remember, you know, my mom, my mom and Mavon, they were just hugging me, and they were like, "You're doing great." you know, you want to have this birth here, you can do it, like, we can do it here. And so, you know, like, let's just go in, let's talk to the midwife. And so I was like, okay, like bet. like, let's go in. So we go back inside. Um, and the midwife says that, you know, again, we're on a little bit of a, t you know, a time now because your water's broke. Um, and you know, the couple of D cells that we heard aren't of too much concern. And they're still moving. The baby's still active and stuff. Um, but I want to be honest with you about, like, your progression. And so and so I was like, okay, fine. So she was like, you're out of five. You've been out of five since 
yesterday evening. And she's like, that's not um, necessarily a bad thing. But with the D cells that we're hearing, it's a little bit concerning to me that, you know, you're not a little bit further along. And there's something that is causing the deceleration. So we have to kind of think about what that might be. And so she said, like, you know, maybe, maybe your water didn't break all the way. Maybe there's something that might be blocking the baby from being able to drop some more, which is causing, you know, the lack of progression. Um, that could be it. Maybe they're kind of wrapped in their cord a little bit. Like that could be it. Um, you know, here's what we can do. I can check you to see if there's still any more bag left. If there is, I'll take it out. And then, you know, just feel and see where you're at. So we say, okay, like we do that. She takes like this little hook thing to see if there's any more bag left. There was like a piece, not nearly significant as what she was potentially thinking could, could have been blocking the baby. Um, <clears throat> and so, so yeah, so, and I was still at, at a five. And so, um, we're all sitting in, in our, in our labor room, in the, in the den room. And she's still listening as we're talking. And unfortunately, we heard another deceleration and I heard it. But again, it, it was going right back up. So she was like, we need to just talk about op our options. Like, I don't want you to be concerned. I'm not concerned. So like, I just want you to know where we're at. So that's why she gave me all that information. And she said, this could be a birth that turns into a transfer to the hospital, which we had talked about that being an option if, if it, if necessary. And so, you know, she, once she said that, I was like, not, that's not what I want to hear at all. <laughs> and at that point I felt great. And I felt pissed at the same time. I felt great because I was like, I made it to five centimeters, like five centimeters. My cervix is great. Like I'm halfway there. We are halfway there. But I was pissed because I was like, come on, like the baby has been sounding great. You know, there was these couple of D cells, but it went right back up. I feel no sense of like urgency or, or concern. Like innately, I felt like great. I was like, we're okay. But the thought of transferring, I was just like, no, like that goes against like this whole thing. Like we made it here. What is going on? And so, but realistically, I had to understand that 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 was potentially an option. So she's like, here's what we can do. We can get you up. We can get you in different positions. We can encourage this baby to come down doing X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Um, but at this point, I think that my mom and Levon kind of started to feel a little apprehensive about staying at the birth center and maybe just going ahead and transferring. And, um, you know, I was, the midwife was like, you don't have to transfer yet. Like, I'm not ready for you to, to leave, you know, to go anywhere. I don't think it's necessary. But I think that it could be, you know, late in a few hours if it does, if nothing like progresses. And so, you know, at that point, I could, I could sense that apprehension in Levon and in my mom. And they were both like expressing, you know, their feelings around that. And I said, I know, like, I hear you, but I feel good. Like, I feel good. You know, the baby, the baby sounds good. We weren't hearing consistent D cells. It was just, we heard one here, we heard one there. We heard one here, we heard one there. But every time it went right back up. 
Like, you know, it's not like it's they're consistently just like decelerating. So I, so I felt really like good still and secure and staying there. So I was really of the position of let's just, let's stay and let's try all of these other positions and stuff. Because to be quite honest, I got really comfortable there at the birthing center. I mean, we were, I was working through these contractions. I knew what to do. We all knew what to do. And so I was like, okay, maybe we've gotten a little complacent and, you know, we're just chilling here. And, you know, she's like, you know, you just ate like this whole meal. And like, if you're in active, she had said, like, if you're in active labor, like, you're not going to do that. And that's when I was like, dang, like, I'm, I clicked, like, I'm not in active labor yet. So then she was like, her and my mom were like, well, you and Mavon can talk amongst yourselves. Just decide what you feel like is best. There is no rush. Just, just talk about it. So they left us to ourselves and we were talking and we talked about um, our, both of our feelings. Um, he was just feeling like really appreh apprehensive and stuff. And I was just like, babe, like, but we made it this far. Like, you know, like the baby is okay. Trust me. I'm not going to just stay here because of like my pride or anything. Like, yeah, do I want to birth here? Yes. But I'm not going to do, I'm not going to stay here and, you know, risk me or our baby. Like, but we're having this baby like here. Like, I feel good. Let's try this. Like, come on. Like, let's trust the midwife. She, cause she, it, she even said, cause Mavon was saying, I don't know, babe, like we should transfer. And the midwife heard another deceleration like a minute after that and was said, I don't know, Mavon might be right. And so her saying that, although I didn't want to hear that, it gave me confidence that she's not just going to say something because I want to hear it. She's going to, she's going to make her decision based off of what she really feels like is right. So I told him, I'm like, she even agreed with you that, you know, we might eventually transfer, you know, like don't lose faith in, in her abilities or ours. Like we're here. And so by that point, my mom comes in and she's like, just rubbing my back and like, what do you guys think? And blah, blah, blah. And so we agreed that we were going to stay. But I said, I need you to be like 100%. Like, are you, I know you're concerned, but are you going to like, help me through this still, you know, because I just didn't want like, his concern to like, in, impact how he has been so helpful this, this, throughout this whole time. And he was like, No, like, I'm here. If this is what we're gonna do, this is what we're gonna do. And I was like, Okay, well, let's pray. Like, let's pray about it. And so, um, so I grabbed his hands. And I said, Dear God, and he said, Hey, God, <laughs> which is just how we start our prayers. And I just said, you know, God, thank you for like waking us up this morning. Thank you for getting us to this point, to this day. You know, the day we're going to meet our baby at some point this day, you know, um, uh, you know, like we're really excited to be here. We're thankful. And boom, I have a contraction. Strong enough to the point that I have to stop my prayer and work through it. And it was very strong and it passes. And then I make a joke and I'm like, sorry, God, like we're just working through that contraction, but back to, you know, the prayer. So then I'm like, you know, we've hit a bit of a crossroads. You know, we can either go to the hospital or we can stay here. And I said, 
I'm just praying for, I'm asking you for guidance. I'm asking you for clarity, you know, as we continue through this journey, you know, we just want peace and safety and for me to be healthy, for our baby to be healthy, like whoever they are, like, you know, we're going to see them soon. And, you know, just please continue to guide us. And then boom, like another contraction, like to the point where I have to stop, I have to switch my position and work through it. And I can't like talk through it. And Mavon finishes the prayer. He says, like, I don't know, like, yeah, God, like, thank you. You know, please, <laughs> please just continue to guide us. Like, we love you. Amen. And like, that was it. And pro- that now it's probably like four, four o'clock, four fifteen ish. And I was like, this feels different. And I tell my mom, I need to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom and, um, and sit on the toilet because that's where I was having the strongest contractions. And these contractions were coming and they were strong. They were intense. I was like, and I verbally said, this is different. This is different. And at that point, I could only give one word answers. Yes. Okay. No. Yes. And my mom calls the midwife and she says, I think she's in active labor. Like they were literally just praying and she went into active labor as she was praying. And the midwife was like, well, I need you guys around more well, to pray over, over these births. And she's like, okay, like I'm going to check you again just to make sure the baby sounds okay. If the baby sounds good, like we're good to go. And so I'm just in my head like, please, please, no. I'm listening for a deceleration. I don't hear a deceleration. Heart rate sounds amazing. It was perfect. So I was like, let's go in my head. I'm like, let's go. And so by at this point, Mavon and my mom were texting, you know, his mom, my family for prayers and just keeping them updated on what was happening. And they were going to tell them like, she's in active labor now. Like this is happening. Baby is coming. And so um, the contractions got so strong that I, again, was just saying one word answers you know, like, are you okay? Yes. You know, are you, whatever it was, I was just like, yes. Okay. No. Simple to the point. I was wearing my glasses. I took my glasses off. I took off my sheet, took off my little lingerie that I had on. I took my socks off. I was completely naked because I was hot and I was just like, I don't need anything on me. (laughs) And so I'm sitting on the toilet, still going through the contractions and the midwife says, I'm going to start the tub for you. I'm like, okay. So I, she starts the tub. I get in the tub. I don't know, probably around like five something. And in the tub, you know, with the little pool noodles and stuff, Mavon's like at my head. My mom's at my side. Midwife is in front of me. And they're all just encouraging, you know, like you can do it. Just breathe, work through it, blah, blah, blah. At some point I start to like put pressure on myself because I could feel like, intense like separation but I didn't know in hindsight I didn't know how like what exactly my body was doing at that moment I just knew like I felt pressure down there so I wanted to feel and the midwife says I see you applying counter pressure like go ahead like keep doing that it's okay just don't fight it just relax I'm like okay so we're still going through it at some point I turned around in the tub but that did not feel good so I remember turning back around And then, I don't know, probably like around 550-ish, 
the midwife says, okay, let's go to the, let's go to the bed. And I'm like, okay, which in the birth plan, I wanted to give birth in the water. <clears throat> but at that point, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just like, okay, fine, let's go to the, let's go to the bed. <laughs> and so as I'm transitioning out of the bed, or I mean, out of the pool to the bed, I have several contractions getting there, which wasn't far. It was like five feet. And um, my mom says, okay, I'm going to record. You want everything recorded, right? And I was like, yes, <laughs> record everything. And she's like, okay. So I have a nine-minute video, <laughs> or we have a nine-minute video now, um, that shows the birth of our daughter. Um, that nine minutes is of me pushing. Um, there's, a, there's some point where my mom where the midwife grabs my hand and she says feel and she's like there's your baby and I feel the baby's head and um you know there's another point where you know they're all just in the background like you can do it you're doing so good you're stretching beautifully Janelle just listen to your body just relax just breathe you know you're doing great um and I think probably still even mentioning the fact that we just prayed like an hour and a half ago and now here we, here we are. Um, you know, the fact that the midwife thought this was going to be a transfer and it's not like we're having the baby here. And so she, they're saying all those things and then head comes out and the midwife, it's funny in the video because you can see the midwife grab Mavon's hand because he's standing at, at the front of me, put his hand to grab the baby's head. And he's like, and then she grabs his other hand, like, okay, bring your other hand. And and he's holding the baby's head. And so my mom is like, oh, my God, Mavon's holding his baby's head. Like, ah. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like, okay, you got to get this baby out. That's what my mom's saying. You got to get this baby out. Help him out. And the midwife's like, you're okay. There's no rush. Like, you're, you're cool right here. You know, like. Whenever you're ready, just push again, but you're fine. Baby's okay. And so then I push again, and baby comes out. And um, we're all just like, oh, my gosh. And Mavon says, it's a girl. It's a girl. <laughs> I was crying. Man. Yeah, he was crying, and um, he puts the baby on my chest, and my mom takes a nice, generational photo of the three of us <laughs> in that moment um and yeah and Zara was born she was born at 6 4 p.m on December 22nd which is his brother's birthday that they share now um so she was a little bit wrapped in her cord which is what the midwife had suspected which was probably causing those decelerations um and then again another hindsight is that she moved us to the bed because she wasn't sure if once the baby was out, if she would have to do any sort of um, like resuscitation or anything, which I had no idea. They had a little oxygen thing in there. Some At some point she moved it out. I didn't see that. So I was really thankful to hear about that afterwards because I wasn't, I didn't have that concern. I knew I was cool. I knew the baby was cool, but it was just nice that like she had that in her mind and was prepped for that without me even like being aware of it. Um, so yeah, so Zara was born, 604, we did, we laid together, had our time alone, and then did her little checks with the midwife on the bed, Mavon got to weigh her, um, 
And we left probably like three and a half hours later, got home by 11 p.m. We're in our bed. I took a shower in my shower and my parents stayed the night. And that was that was the birth. <laughs> you did awesome. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, that was an amazing story. But you already knew that. You already knew that. <laughs> I'm going to take us back a little bit to you inviting your mom to be a part of everything. I know that that can be sometimes like a contentious thing, like having to decide whether or not this person who gave birth to you will be there. Um, for some people, it's a natural thing, but I know that you guys are really intentional about how you wanted people to hold space for you um, there. And it's always like this idea, especially with the mom of the birthing person is, will this mother see me as a mama bear or does she see me as a cub? And that kind of plays a big role in how she shows up for you in that space. Like, is this my little baby or is this this grown woman who can handle her own, right? And <laughs> I think you're, um, from what I could tell, from what you shared and what she allowed to be shared of herself um, was that she she kind of went back and forth, right? Um, but pretty much steadied herself mostly in seeing you as a mother. And that's a, yeah. that's a big promotion in a sense um, to see... Yeah. your mother kind of welcome you into this new club of like she got this I'm gonna follow her lead because she knows what's right for her her body her family her baby yeah I love <laughs> I love that um I never even thought about it like that <laughs> but I think you're right and they my parents like um they call me kid and so afterwards in the video, you can hear her say, like, you did it, kid. Like, you did it. Like, your baby's here. And, like, so I think you're right. I think she was kind of teetering through through that. But she did – she was great. I'm very happy that she was there. She was such a great support for me and, I think, for Mavon, too. Um, she gave me hell <laughs> in the past, man. She was something else. Man. <laughs> but that was that, like, you know, her being my mom, you know, and, and that was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys laughing, but it's the teeter was, part. It's the teeter. We said she was teetering. <laughs> <laughs> but that goes back to, you know, the questions that I was asking her before, as I invited her, like, okay, you know, she said, I just want to make sure they know what they're doing, meaning the midwives. And I said, they know what they're doing. And Mavon is going to be the person, if I can't make a decision, he makes it, you know, like it, it was, I had to set, I had to make sure I set those boundaries with her. And she, I knew she would respect it, but it's just having that conversation, you know, um, and she did amazing. And I'm so happy that she was there and was such a, you know, great, amazing part of that um a part of this experience and, you know, was able to capture that, those last nine minutes. That, I'll cherish that video. I mean, like forever, you know, but what you're saying, Danielle, um, I, it is. And I think even learning that I birthed a, a daughter 
it's me giving birth to someone who will eventually maybe become a mother, you know? So it's like, it's like full circle. It's insane. So thank you for wording it that way. I'm thinking about uh, the part where there was a shift, right? Um, Where there was this possibility of moving to a transfer. And I loved how your midwife laid it out for you all and then allowed you time for you both to walk through what did that feel like for the two of you? Of course, it had been, like you said, discussed beforehand, but I think when we're in those moments, and this and this is where like we definitely encourage people who are having hospital births, like you are allowed to kick everybody out and take some time, unless it is a true emergency, to take some time to actually be like, how are we showing up right now? And how can we make the best decision that feels good for all of us. Cause again, it goes back to that, like we, like it's, it's the both of you. And I love that you both allowed yourselves to be um, honest about like, my mom was like, these are my concerns and I'll know. And Janelle, you being like heard and we got it. <laughs> um. Because I think when you all were able, not only being able to call on your source, but I think when you both were able to tap into that part, then you were able to relax and release. And then your body was like, all right, we're good. Everybody's good. Zara was like, we're all good. Let's go. Got it. Yeah. Let's make it happen. (laughs) Um, The story is beautiful. Like Danielle said, y'all knew that. Before we go into postpartum, though, like Mavon, walk us through a little bit about Catching Zara, like, how was that for you? It's indescribable. I mean, when I grabbed her head, all I was thinking, like, I, I can't pull her out and rip her, her, her head off. Right now. <laughs> 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 oh, that's getting my mind. But uh, no, it was. It meant it was emotional. I was, I was, I was in heaven. You know, um, I was just like, I got to make sure I don't drop her. And when she came out, I just, I cried, man. I cried because I'm like, damn, like. Here she is, like after nine months of, you know, of my wife. <laughs> Woo! Man, um, it was, man, it was, it was, it was a blessing. You know what I'm saying? So I, uh, I'll praise you to Allah, whatever you believe in. You know what I'm saying? Tell us about postpartum. How is it going now, and even like in that immediate space? Yeah. Uh, so postpartum was something that. Again, I try to intentionally prep us for, um, you know, even talking about like, like the hormonal shift and just like all the emotions that come with that. I'm already kind of an emotional person. So I kind of knew that like, for me, this might be even more emotional um, after. And so um, transition, postpartum was a transition. it was really cool, again, just continuing on with the birth center um, uh, treatment. A midwife came to our home two days later to check on to check on Zara, which was awesome because we didn't have to go anywhere. I mean, we were just like home after that. Um, and so that was a really cool experience um, to have our baby be checked on our bed and, you know, like she was doing great, growing great. And so that was really cool. Um, 
at first um, initial postpartum to like there at the birthing center, um, Zara latched on on to my breasts right away. Um, and so thankfully for me, I've been able to have a, um, a pretty good breastfeeding journey. Um, no major concern. She did have or does have a tongue tie. Um, but that hasn't impacted our breastfeeding relationship um, so much now, like how these teeth are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, breastfeeding has been such an amazing journey. Um, the cloth diapering, you know, that was all new. I know the midwife was like, are you going to cloth diaper from the start? Because, you know, their poop is a little weird in the beginning. And I was like, yes, we are. And we did. And, you know, we got the hang of that pretty quickly. Um, but overall, I would say those first like three months were really great. Um, it was just a transition into a new routine for us and applying all that sleep talk and work talk and those kinds of things into 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 practice. Um, I would say for me around the third month, it kind of got a little harder. And that's because um, unfortunately, my job that I had before was not supportive um, like how they said they would be and like how I thought they would be. And as someone, as people who did a lot of prep work before and had a plan as far as childcare and, you know, just what we saw, like my work-life balance, mom balance being, um, it just wasn't going to be doable with the way that they were being. So I quit my job and three months after she was born, which was, it wasn't hard in that, like, I was like, oh my gosh, should I do it? Because I was like, I'm doing it. But it was hard because that's not how I wanted to leave. Um, but I had to do it. And it was the easiest decision for me to make. Um, a couple months later, LeVon quit his job <laughs> because he was in a terrible work environment. And I think at that point, we were just like, we want to be happy, you know, individually. And we're in this transition as a family right now. We have the sources, thankfully, to be able to quit if we have to and or want to. And so we made the decision like, okay, you quit too. And two months later, he quit. Um, so I think even though for the both of us, the, that decision to leave our jobs was very liberating and um, it brought us really close going through that, um, it was hard still because it was not the postpartum journey or plan that we had originally. And kind of the stuff with my job kind of put us on that trajectory, which was frustrating, I think. Um, and so I am just really grateful that we were in a place financially to be able to make those decisions and do that. Um, I'm thankful that we have a healthy baby because, you know, with losing my, not losing my job, with quitting my job, means I quit my insurance. <laughs> and so, you know, I didn't have any insurance at the time. So I, but I wasn't worried because I had a healthy baby and I didn't have to worry, 
you know, or I didn't have that concern of like, oh, I have to get my baby here, blah, 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 which I was very, very, very thankful for. Um, and so I think months like five and six are when it became a little bit harder for me um, personally, just because of trying, I was actively looking for a job and one that I wanted to be work from home. We decided like you stay home, which is what I wanted. Um, and one that would, you know, support me and in this, in this journey and be what I wanted. And I found that, um, about six and a half ish months after Zara was born, but about three months after I quit my job and then Mavon found his, his new job. And again, probably the best environments, work environments that each of us have been in since we even moved out here. So it was, it has been, and still is just like an ongoing transition and flow ebbs and flows of, of life. Um, but I think the hardest thing for me postpartum wise was just my emotions. I was already kind of an emotional person, but things felt kind of catastrophic for me, which sounds extreme, but like even like little disagreements that we, that we would maybe have, I would just feel so like sad about it. Like, Oh my gosh. Like, and I had to tell him like, it's hard for me to get over, you know, this little disagreement about the dishes, let's say, because it feels like whatever, it just feels huge to me, you know? And so that was really hard for me to manage at one point. And I did feel very like, not like myself. Um, but I was very open with him. I was open with my sister. I was going to a, um, a regular like mommy group at, at our birth center. And I was expressing that, you know, to the other moms who expressed other things that validated those feelings too. Um, you know, cause I didn't want to slip into like postpartum depression and I felt like I was close to that or was experiencing that in some way. Um, and so that was really hard um, for for a couple of months. But, um, you know, I think overall postpartum has been just really great. I mean, pregnancy has taught me to just be graceful with myself, with him, um, in our parenting style and just in everything. And so with that, I've been able to, you know, surrender to some of the things that maybe I'd want control over and just kind of going with the flow. Because again, the postpartum journey that we're on wasn't necessarily how I think we imagined it. And that's not a bad thing. It just is different. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I mean, at this point today, I mean, I think we're good. Um, like I said, I think we're constantly in transition and flowing through life and stuff, but we're all healthy and happy and we're in successful careers and, you know, we've got plans to do things and we're going to do them. So, you know, I think that that would describe our postpartum so far the the shifts from your new jobs and everything like that it sounds like a reckoning like this idea that okay we've done this hard piece of creating a family 
and who else is going to support us in that journey? And it's not these people who we thought it would be, right? And now having to shift gears and really live it, right? You're, you're talking it, you, you're trying to create this thing and living it out loud. It's hard. It's hard to just be like, bye-bye security. Like, <laughs> We've got a new baby, but here we go. Um, and going on that ride together. Um, again, as we talked about the we in your story, um, really having that balance. Because a lot of t- times, especially for male partners um, or the, you know, just because of how men are conditioned to be providers, right? Um, Making that transition with having a new child and saying, yeah, I'm going to quit my job. Like, I know that couldn't have been like, like it didn't fit. Like you said, it didn't fit your idea of postpartum. It didn't fit like you're on the, you're a principal. It's like that continuation of your, your whole, um, your track for being an educator and saying like, you know what, that's not enough. Like, yes, it hits, it checks the mark off the box, but it's not what my family needs right now. And that's not, it's not fitting anymore. And kudos to both of you for for choosing your family um, in a world that really makes us want to choose capitalism. These like being able to say that we did X, Y, and Z by this age and all this different things. And it's like, we you two are an example of just knocking down that stuff. Then like, this is what healthy families look like. Sometimes the healthy family means that we quit our jobs. Okay. Because these jobs will quit you. That's what we <laughs> Yeah. That's a fact. That is. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners, resources, advice, anything else from your journey? I'll say to the husbands, just be patient with your wife through the process. It gets better. Trust me. It's tough, but you got to be patient. Yeah, I think I would say, um, I think I just want people who listen to our story to just feel like empowered in themselves, like empowered in the decisions that you make with the information that you have. Like, that's the best that, that you can do, you know, and to be to show grace to yourself and to your partner um, if they're there, whoever your supportive person is um, just to, um, to show it to them because it is, I have been and will continue to be intentional about Mavon's process in, in all of this, Um, you know, even postpartum when we do the little, like, how are you feeling or whatever, all that's for me. You know, there's never one, like, for a dad, but I still ask him, like, would you answer these the same? You know, like, (laughs) how are you feeling? And still doing those check-ins with one another. And sometimes it's hard, you know, um, to show that grace in the moment, um, especially maybe in the heat of the moment, but it's there. Um, And so I think just, just being confident in yourself and knowing that like you can do it. I mean, like you just can. So I think if I could just like be in another mom to be's hand, hand, head and just be like, you got this, like you can fucking do it. Like that's, that's what I would just want them to feel is like that sense of like, I got this shit, like I'm doing it, you know? And I'm feel confident in the fact that I'm going to do it this way. 
and then hopefully it happening that way. Um, and so, yeah, that would be like my yeah. advice. And as far as resources for me, um, before, I think it was either as soon as we found out or before um, I had watched the business of being born and I, I know, but I, well, I had watched it. And then I said, will you watch this with me? Like, you should really watch it because like, this is why we should be in a birth center. This is why blah, blah, blah. And he watched it with me. And so we watched that. So I think that's, I think that is still really relevant information. Um, listening to birth stories. I loved this podcast um, in particular. Um, even before being pregnant and I listened to this podcast and others, other birth stories on YouTube, um, all the way up probably until like the last couple of months, because I think by then I was like, I've heard enough and I'm just kind of ready to release and kind of be on my own journey. It's my turn now, you know? Um, so I think getting in that information in whatever way is best for you, if that's through storytelling or if it's through, you know, listening to a doctor podcast or YouTube or articles, apps. There's so many different ways, but um, I think just getting in all the information that you need. I don't think all information is necessary. I just think whatever fits you um, because there's a lot out there and I think there's a lot of pressure to, have all the things and do all the things and check all the boxes and, you know, do it this way or else, you know, your baby's going to come out weird or, you know, it's just like, or you have to have this in your home or else like your baby's not going to feel loved. And it's just like, no, like at the end of the day, as long as they have you, it's fine. So that, I think your biggest resource is you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yes. Oh, this is going to be so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so incredibly wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to birthstoriesincolor.com. 